0: and viewers, uh, my name is Trunks, uh, one of the hosts of the Aftermath podcast, and I'm here today um, with our Dota 2 team, well, some of them anyways. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Zonex from Ontario, Canada.
2: Nice. I am Albino, I am Zonex's younger brother, so also from Ontario. Doing good. I'm the carry player for Aftermath Esports, Dota 2 team.
3: And then I'm Corns. I'm from the US of A, and uh, I'm the offlaner.
0: The best lane. You know, right. We totally skipped off what uh, ZoneX plays for the Dota 2 team. So... Oh, my bad. I'm a support player. Nice. Yeah. And who are you supporting?
1: Uh, this season was Corns. Last season was Albano. Nice. Yeah, I kind of switch around. Depends on who the who our fifth is. The fifth usually rotates in and out who it is, so
0: You know, um My like first impression of you guys Is when we we had like first started the org and we finally started to do game nights was probably one of the first times That I had probably met everyone and albino just comes in and like I just hear all these stories about this little
1: Like Um, this young little gaming
0: crackhead who's just like good at everything
1: as a gamer I mean, we were doing the org night and the the Valorant night. We came in, and this guy like games StarCraft, plays Dota like a madman, and then he just comes into Valorant and starts dumping on the Valorant team. Like I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. I was,
0: I was like, holy shit! Where did this guy come from? He can yeah. pick up any game. He's just good, just insane. It's just, it's, uh, it's yeah. a little unfair
2: because I I'll go into these game nights be like, oh, I've never played the game, but I've played a lot of CS:GO, so you know you always. You always get put in like the worst positions. I'm playing Sage or whatever, but I'm buying shotguns and stuff. <laughs> oh, it's always fun.
0: So with with that in mind, like Obino, like a question question for you. Have you like always been good at games? Like what's the
2: Always been good? Yeah, I think so. When I was very <laughs> young, like ten or eleven, I was close to Supreme and CSGO. And I was always much better than friends. And basically any game I picked up, I was very good at. When I played StarCraft, about a year into playing StarCraft, I was GM. When I played Dota, it was two years, and I was Immortal. So I was never really bad at games at all. Bro, well, I, like, me and Albana grew up together, of course.
1: Like, I remember when he was like, six or seven years old, like, I just walked by this guy's room, and he's like, gaming on some like, crappy Mac laptop. This guy just has the craziest Minecraft world you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> Like, like, and this guy was like, always reppin' Pokemon. And this guy like just farm the game, and I don't
0: know. The like your, um, for like yourself, Zonex. Like I know you're you used to be like big on FPS and stuff. Hmm. Do you feel like? I guess it's also a question for Albino, but as like brothers, um, do you feel like as an older brother, you've had like a big influence on his, uh, his career and his interests.
1: I wouldn't say I had that big of an interest. He was actually the one who wanted the first console. Like, our first console was a Wii, like everyone else. Other than, obviously, DSs and Game Boys. Um, But, like, we never really had any competition, per se. Like, I guess we'd 1v1 on Rust when we got our first 360. (laughs) And, of course, Albino would get farmed because he was, like, 7. And I was, like, playing the game pretty hard. See,
2: I, I think about it differently. I always thought there was competition. Maybe it was because I was always worse or whatever, but As a like, g- growing up playing, like, Call of Duty and all that stuff, I'd try and get, like, higher rounds than Zombies, or when we'd 1v1, I'd cheat and I'd screen peek and all that to try and get <laughs> an advantage. And it was always always a little bit of a competition there.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, so for Corns, what's Korns, what, what has it been like to, like, play with the... Uh... The two brothers here
2: oh it's always, like,
3: <laughs> it's always a lot of fun whenever they lean <laughs> together they're always like brotherly bickering and you just like feel the tension between there but usually it's a good time they they just like understand each other and yeah it's always um fun.
0: and then like your, your start for gaming like how did that start for you
3: um for as long as i can remember like there's like old home videos of me playing like super mario brothers on my dad's old like NES and my I just grew up with gaming my entire life. My dad would have like all of his friends from work come over and do LAN parties. They're big ass <laughs> computers and dinosaur monitors. They'd bring it over, and play CS like the original CS and like Call of Duty 1 and 2. They were just some OG D gamers that all just showed up.
0: Nice. Um sorry, my mic, my, my and then out of all the guys on the team, who's the oldest? Who's like the, the dad of the team, would you say? I it's think theory. it's
1: Theory. Yeah. Grandpa. There's <laughs> Grandpa Theory <laughs> in our hearts. I don't know. I'm 23. Albino's 21. I'm oh, 20. Thanks, You're though. 20. Sorry, close enough. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Where's how old are you?
0: I'm 25.
1: Okay, so you got two years. And then we also had Sam on our team this year. He's probably in his mid to late 20s as well
0: okay nice yeah. um how did the team like end up together you know because like the stories from carmy and stuff i always hear about how like the team was like put together and everyone's fucking like cracked at the game it was um,
1: kind of random actually we so the first thing i think we met theory through we were playing among us during covid i mean we were just <laughs> like um albino had a good friend of his was teaching him how to play starcraft and he happened to know um hawk who's a big name in the starcraft industry and he uh knew theory and we were playing among us together really randomly and theory was like when because starcraft started kind of dying around that time and then there's like yo you guys should come play this dota game with me it's a lot of fun and then we watched the video suddenly we started playing and then the three of us climbed the ladder from like the trenches and we got pretty good pretty quick
0: um, and then we and picked
1: I, up corns on Twitter, sorry. And then yeah. Sam was just an old friend and him as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I remember um, putting out the post on Twitter to recruit players for the Dota team. And I remember Korns' message, but I've never actually spoken to you, Corns, since recruiting mm-hmm. you that time. Yeah. Um and like since like being on the team and being recruited, like have you thought of anything regarding like esports and like your feelings for that
3: um it's always kind of in the back of my mind like oh i could play a ti i could be a pro player but it always takes like little baby steps you gotta find teams you gotta play games you actually have to like put in a lot of work to actually get to that point you can't just automatically be
0: a ti winner unless your name is thompson (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh zonex you talked about starcraft a little bit um what what do you think caused like that StarCraft scene to kind of like fade out a bit? Because I know it's been going on and I think there's still big competitions, though.
1: Yeah, so I'll give you my answer and then I'll let Albino follow up because he's in he plays the game a lot more. My answer is that it started to die around when COVID started and people wanted to play team games with each other. And StarCraft is mainly a one versus one RTS style game. And I think people really enjoyed the camaraderie of playing with a group of people on the same team. Albano might have a completely different
2: answer. We usually have different
0: stands.
2: (laughs) I think that's close. I feel like the style of the game kind of died out. But also what I don't like is if you want to keep a game alive, you have to have lots and lots of viewers watching it. Like you don't actually need to play the game to keep the game alive. Back when StarCraft was in its prime, there was players like huck and idra that would just beef and talk smack all the time but now in the starcraft scene there's nobody like that no one talks anything bad about anyone but in dota people constantly are beefing and it's interesting there's interesting stories so it brings in millions and millions of viewers to stuff like ti
0: and corns did you ever play starcraft like what other games have you you touched
3: um before Dota, it was mostly just all FPSs on like console or just on PC as well. But I've never played like any RTS like seriously. I never, I just never like drawn into those kind of games.
0: Okay. Um, and for like the future of Aftermath, um, in like as an esports in Dota, um, do you guys have any aspirations or thoughts on where um, you want Aftermath to go?
1: Well, currently we just play in the amateur Dota 2 league. It's like a community run league. It's nothing through the game, nothing crazy yet. But like we're working well as a team, and um, the league has considered us a dynasty team because we keep playing with the same players. A lot of these teams come in with like whole different groups, and they make a lot of changes on their rosters and stuff. Um, and you know, we play and we goof off and we have a good time. I think ideally, if we really wanted to try, we could get up there and we could play in higher levels. Maybe in the, um, camera what's called, the but League of Lads. Like, the League of Lads, yeah, it's like a much higher, more respected league where very high MMR players play against each other that just aren't quite good enough to get into the uh, pro circuit. So, it's interesting. Like, we'll, like we'll see how it goes. I mean, the game doesn't seem like it's dying yet. Uh, there's still a lot of money in it. We're interested to keep playing together. I'm sure, even though I think we're taking the season off, but everyone's um, really busy.
0: Yeah, and like any any thoughts on perhaps maybe like one day grinding it out and trying to go for TI or like something at like that high of a level? Or,
2: um, I personally would love to grind it out and try and be a pro player in Dota. It's very hard as a team that's never played pro- professional Dota at all. Because it's much different playing high level pubs versus pro Dota. So when you don't have that experience, it's very hard to break into that kind of high level gameplay. But I-, I would personally love to try and be as best of a player as I can.
0: Um and then as like a as a scene itself, like what are your guys' thoughts on like RTSs and MOBAs, like how does that look as a whole right now compared to like other scenes?
1: You know, it's a little hard to say. Uh, RTS, there's not a ton of RTS games that are still live nowadays. StarCraft has falling off a little bit. And there, uh, we went to DreamHack Atlanta where we watched um, a DreamHack StarCraft 2 tournament just in November. And uh, I don't exactly remember what the prize pool was maybe someone here knows but it was like one 100th one of what the prize pool for the dota ti is dota ti I think last year was like 45 million dollars was the prize pool. I think it was only
3: it was half It was half like it. 22 or they like 20 halved it
1: for the yeah, last one. Uh. Yeah, wait why because isn't it community funded? yeah it just was community (laughs) funded
3: this this year because like before it it was year after year it just kept growing and growing and growing and this year is like one year that actually fell off
2: they they ran they ran the battle pass past ti so usually they run it to the very when it ends then the last game of ti is played but they ran it a month after so anything you purchased after ti was not did not go to the prize pool so it was basically basically half
0: the prize pool. Nice, and I think uh, they had canceled a year as well, so the 45 million was like two years combined. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes
2: sense. But
1: um, still, I mean, the prize pool for the StarCraft event was like $100,000. That that could be wrong, but it was around that number. Um, could have even and
0: been less. Do you guys find that like games, like RTS is like StarCraft, or like any other, other RTS is like, is it a lack of like developer support or is it like something else that's not allowing these games to get as big as something like Dota?
2: Uh, yes, but it's been years of lack of de- developer support. I mean, they, they don't really fix the game. They don't add patches. They, they don't do anything to StarCraft. They barely change the maps and the maps are community made but it's been a long time of just bad decisions, bad decisions that just killed the game.
0: Um, And then in terms of RTSs, I know um, we had talked about this a little bit previously, and I'm sure you guys are kind of relatively in the loop for it. Um, Stormgate is a game that's coming out, which a lot of people have been looking forward to. Do you guys have any plans on like playing that or hoping um, that we kind of touch um, the surface of Stormgate?
2: I'm not sure about Corns and Zonex, but I heard it's very similar to StarCraft, and it'll be the the new RTS, and there hasn't been a really good RTS in forever, so I'm definitely going to grind it. We'll see how good it is, because it it has potential to be amazing, and if it is really good, I'll just play it all the time, even over Dota.
0: Uh, Zonex?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'll play it. I have a lot going on. I'm a full-time student. Um, I'm also a gamer that has a girlfriend. So, um, (laughs) unfortunately. Yeah. So, you know, I I just have a lot of things going on. I just don't want to add games to my plate. You know, it's like uh, a lot of the boys play Diablo and they always try and get me on there and I'm like, I don't know if I can jump down that rabbit hole right now. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'll give it a try for sure. I'll play a game or two and see how it goes. If I really like it, then I'll play it. We'll see.
0: Um, And like, with everything that's going on in, like, our day-to-day lives, like, do you find that you guys are all, like, super busy? Like, I know Obino's young, but you're no longer in high school anymore, so what is that like when you guys are, like, trying to grind games with, like, your full-time jobs, social lives, and stuff?
3: Well, um. I don't have a social life, so I don't <laughs> uh, like, so play video thing. games. Yeah. Like, other than that, like, it's just finding the drive to play, like ranked games and competitive games you know sweaty games is just like yeah i just kind of want to play some dota and relax and just chill out instead of trying to get angry at my peruvian teammates that they're yelling at me and i just don't know what the hell they're saying
0: i um i used to know someone that played dota and she was like from mainland china and this girl had like some crazy curses like like curses that my friends that are fluent in chinese have never heard before um, when she <laughs> played dota she would like curse like your 18 generations of family and have them come back and like fuck your mom it was it was insane i was like what is it was just
1: people say some some
2: wild shit on dota oh it's it's not safe it's not like (laughs) league at all
0: did you
1: make you make like one stupid mistake when you're playing with random teammates and you're getting called some really heinous shit you're like all right i will just try to game
0: um and you know i like noticed that too like i tried to play dota a little bit and one the game was like super super difficult for like a new person to get into um there's not really much of like a tutorial and i kind of had to like depend on my friends to kind of tell me what to do um but aside from that do you find that like the community aspect makes it harder for new players to get involved
2: it's not just the community definitely does not help everyone is horrible everyone will yell at you you will not have a game where your teammates are nice and the game on top of it is difficult to learn for new players that's probably the worst thing but as someone who's played it for years now it's also one of the best things because they don't balance the game around new players like a lot of the new titles do they balance it around the pro scene and the players that are willing to play for years at a time so it's one of my favorite things about it actually
3: and i think uh dota is a good game to play to start playing with friends who already know how to play yeah that's how i yeah you
1: need someone to know you can't just download the game and start playing it's too tough
3: it's really tough without like having a friend who you just like know or just can play with all the time it's just a lot more
0: difficult um and and then corns with with everything that we had just discussed like what I know you said that you played Dota casually, but it doesn't sound like Dota is a very casual game. With uh, everything that we discussed, like what made you kind of like stray away from like FPS games and start just to play like games like Dota? Or like a game like Dota? Um,
3: in high school, a lot of my friends on the cross country team, they all talked about Dota. They were talking about everything. It just got me so like hyped into it. I, uh, it was the first thing I downloaded. I got it. I got a computer for Christmas. And night, the night of, I downloaded Dota and played the next day, and haven't stopped since.
1: Did you play with friends when you started?
3: Yeah, I played with. Do uh, you know Muggy at all? No, I don't think. I, yeah, I just played with my brother and a couple of his friends and some buddies from cross country, and that's how it kind of started. Um, as
0: we're as we're all like, I guess background like background with FPSs. Um, some of you guys have like touched Valorant briefly, but are you looking forward to like something like CSGO 2? Is that something you guys would like play, or...? Um,
1: I don't know about CSGO. I, I never really got into the original game. I don't know if I'll get into the second one. I did play a little bit of Valorant. Right? I just kind of dicked around in silver and, you know, shot people. Rather than that, I didn't really... I wasn't um, taking it seriously.
3: The only other FPS that I got kind of competitive in is... Overwatch and Overwatch Two. Like I played Overwatch One a lot and then uh stopped after, you know, everybody else stopped playing and then Overwatch two came out. I was like, Hey I could play this again. Tried playing it. I haven't touched it in like two weeks.
0: Yeah, and then for like RTSs and esports, like do you guys find that it's like necessary for like the the whole scene itself to have like a good one? Or if you feel like maybe RTS can, like, kind of sit in the background. Like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: It really depends on the player base. Like, it, it like you have to know what people are looking for, right? I mean, Call of Duties have set such a specific route for people to play shooter games. Like, and then there's a million shooter games out there. I mean, Apex Legends was really big. I know it's falling off a bit, but it's still doing well. Fortnite, there's still Fortnite players. People are still playing Fortnite. Gross. Like, there's, yeah, I know. There's just so many shooter games. The Battle Royale idea has... And huge and people just kind of don't really think about rts games and i think a lot of people just really like console like people just love playing console it's hard to play i couldn't imagine playing dota on a controller although you can fun fact you can plug in your controller but... i thought that, that was interesting
3: i'll play some pudge on controllers see yeah, how well that
0: actually works yeah out. dude it's like
1: playing roadhog on the 360 on overwatch one oh
0: my God. yeah um i know michael one of our producers here um in aftermath he, like Carmi, myself, and him, have been playing Apex a bit, and uh, one of our old like Apex players, ZJ, was kind of like coaching us, and we were in the range, and we were just one v oneing. Uh, and Michael uses a controller, and I could not; it, it was almost impossible to beat him. Like he would get in my face, and he would not miss. It was insane. The OSS
1: is a little weird in that game. It was, like it's like, it's delicious. it's tough to. Yeah, the, it's it's like a, a never ending debate in that game. Because people hate the aim assist. Sorry, my headset. I, need to look it up.
0: Um, I think that's like a big thing with a lot of FPS games um, that have done like crossplay, like even Call of Duty. There's some um, aim assist. So,
2: well, welcome back.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, he's um, not back. Unfortunately,
0: what can you do? Cool. So, with uh, with that in mind. Uh, we can kind of shift the conversation a bit back to um, Dota, and this is a question for all of you guys. But um, aside from the three of you here today, um, your other teammates that you had talked on briefly, um, how is it like like playing with Theory? You know, Sam, Arf. Um...
2: Well, playing with Theory is sick because he first of all he taught me Dota. In the first games we'd play together, I would have zero kills, 20 deaths. He'd be the opposite. He'd have 30 kills and zero deaths, and we'd still lose because (laughs) I'm on his team. So now being like a a little bit... I I don't want to say too much, but a little bit better than Theory nowadays. It feels nice. But also, Theory is very smart in games. Like, I'm more mechanically skilled in StarCraft, but... I'm, I still can't beat him. I'm like 50 and 5 with him or something like that. So he's very smart about games like this.
1: Yeah, he understands games. He understands metas and he knows how to use them. Like me, I'm just clicking buttons and using my spells on other heroes. He's like specifically trying to kill specific things. Like He just
0: understands the game a lot better. Um, and then Corn's being like the member that was like traditionally i guess we'll, we'll say like traditionally recruited what has it been like to to play with the, the rest of the team
3: uh it's 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 been fun like you have this mid player who just plays like these cheese hero the meepo the huskar and you have this safe lane player who also has this cheese hero like we're just a cheese team feels <laughs> <Yeah, we really laughs> really. like we just have this cheese like we have just like we just a- literally like every hero we pick nature's profit they don't know where it's going. I've been playing Meepo now, so we're going flex- <laughs> to... <laughs> yeah, we have Meepo uh, in three different lanes. Yeah, we just have, like, we can flex Tiny. We're just, like, this ambiguous team that's just, like, are they going to pick Meepo this game? And the answer is probably yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what's the... Uh, I guess the... the Is there is there a meta for Dota? And, like, what does that look like? Right now? Oh, uh, it's it's the that's lead hard It's the Meteor
3: Hammer 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 right now. they lowered the channel time on it now. Literally uh, every game, there's at least like two or three bots. And uh, it's gonna change in like, what, three days now? New update on Wednesday? Thursday?
2: I think so. Yeah, new update soon. Before they changed Meteor Hammer, the the item was a meme. I mean, no one bought it. You bought it if you were trolling, basically.
3: There's one hero that bought it. Yeah,
2: one hero. OD bought it, and now... Everybody buys it. Supports, anything, anything that has a stun. Is buying Meteor Hammer. some carries buy it. I mean, it's it's um, not fun.
1: Miller was I mean, buying it on Specter. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about all that. I just don't think Blade Mail is better. But
0: I don't know. is his own man. For like the the, I guess it would a hero right for Dota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's like. The typical picks for that is, is it all the heroes that like, kind of have their own role like there's not really a specific composition that people will play
1: yeah it kind of depends like every meta has really strong heroes like every how often do they do a big patch like once a year sort of thing
3: kind of yeah, every yeah.
1: six months ish sort of that area and there's always like two or three heroes that are really good and they either get instantly banned or instantly picked um, but other than that like the game is pretty dependent on the players like you have players that specialize in heroes Like theory specializes in this Meepo hero that nobody plays So we just pick this random hero and then they pick like all these what they think are counters And then we just walk across the map and win the game because they don't know what they're doing <laughs>
0: um, And like what makes Meepo like so unique and like different
3: Oh He's kind of, like, fabled as, like, the hardest hero to play because he just makes perfect clones of himself who also has the same abilities. So at the end of the game, you're controlling basically five of yourself as you're trying to farm one, each individual one, each have their own spells. It's just very RTS. A yeah, a lot of RTS players like Meepo because it just feels like you're playing an RTS instead of a MOBA.
0: Interesting. So that makes... Theory's brain like humongous that guy's got to have like 500, 1000 IQ IQ.
1: 427
0: (laughs) (laughs) and does Theory make most of the strats and the compositions for your team?
3: Um, it's pretty was mostly up to Sam when he was on our team, like usually Sam he's kind of like the in-game leader, he's kind of like has that voice, makes the calls that's kind of like how we kind of play with but when we're playing with Arf um we kind of all gave our voice a little bit more just because i think most of us aren't really kind of like that in-game leader comparative to like how sam is
1: yeah we just kind of picked based on a what heroes we were playing at the time like sometimes you just kind of play a hero a lot because it's fun and then we also picked heroes that were working well for us and we also picked heroes that we were good at like these other teams were like we got to pick the super on meta heroes and we we gotta flex this and we gotta be crazy we're like we're gonna first pick meepo because <laughs> because why not right like first we, pick we just, meepo
3: yeah. gyro four
1: you know yeah we picked like these really things we we were really cheesy and we still are like we just picked like these really weird compositions yeah
0: and is that like a kind of cheese that like you know in in valorant when the game first released like the bucky was absolutely insane because you would like right click people across the map with it and that was like the Bucky cheese. Is it like that kind of like OP it's, cheese, or is no. it like annoying cheese?
2: It's not the same because yeah. OP heroes are not considered cheesy. They're just they're just broken. Of course, everyone's gonna pick them. It's more like if the Bucky was nerfed and you were still buying it every round. That's what we do basically. But we're Bucky specialists, so there's nothing. Yeah, and we're do. we're just
1: we're just so good with the Bucky that we mm. feel good enough to buy it anyways right
0: okay okay and like do the other teams ever call you out for like trolling I mean you guys are like winning so
1: in the first season <laughs> we this was a whole disaster on its own um, there's like you have to submit your smurf accounts into the 82L league so that these teams know like hey people are playing on their main accounts right and then there was like some discrepancy on what accounts I submitted and stuff and then they gave Theory a draft penalty, which means we had less time in our draft for our first match, and uh, they suspended him for a game just because he plays a shits on a Meepo. Like, that was basically all it was. Like, there was obviously a lot of other things said. Some random guy made a 15-minute video showing how two of our players were playing on the same account by, like, mouse movements and, like, our item positioning and our hotbars. It was the stupidest thing I've ever been a part of. Uh, it was silly. It was actually pretty fun. <laughs>
0: okay, wait, I need to hear more about the 15 minute video because I don't think I was like I didn't <laughs> Dude, know one and that. Only one only hungry. I knew Phoenix. you guys. Dude, hungry into, Phoenix. Um, I knew you guys had gotten into like some shit with the league for some stupid stuff, um, but I didn't know they made a whole video.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't even the admins. It was like a random guy in the community was like, they saw our like when we submitted our names and everything. You can click on our Dota buff, which is like. The equivalent of some online site that just tracks your stats like oh this goes a meepo spammer and then he thought that theory's smurf account happened to be so corns was playing on theory's smurf account because theory didn't need it anymore because our mmrs got to the same range and then so the smurf account mmr was higher than theory's main but <laughs> so but they saw these meepo games on the smurf but i submitted it as corn smurf and then they're like, oh, well actually Theory's playing on this account too. So it's gotta be his main account and it's higher than his main. So yeah, it was, it was a whole mess, but it was funny. Yeah, they thought we were trolling. They thought we were trying to bust the league and smurf and cheat. And then we finished middle of the pack. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, how did you guys like perform that season? I think you guys did pretty well then, no? Uh, the first season we did the- good, I think, right? You made playoffs, right?
1: Yeah, we made playoffs. Yeah. I think we won a series and then we lost in the next series. So i think we finished like top
0: six or something like that nice um and i know you had talked about how dota has like a lot of drama is like this like league usually a little petty like this with people in the community oh, or yeah i oh, i think yeah. it's
2: it's natural to dota where people like people like to cry people like to complain no one likes to blame themselves so there's lots of like is this guy smurfing is this guy cheating are they sandbagging their MMR? And it's every team goes through the same thing. Especially because lots of the teams in the league have been playing for so long in the league. Like 10. 10 years, some of the teams. So when you're a new team coming in, they're very suspicious of you.
0: Um, but now that you guys are considered like a dynasty team, like a lot of... There, there's no more of that for you. No. I'm not anymore. Yeah, they don't really bug us anymore.
1: Um, they know we had like some issue with ranked games played last season or something and i don't know they're just super anal over there they like they just want the integrity of the league to be good which i appreciate but at the same time it's like guys we're good people like we we just want to play the games we're gonna finish in the middle of the pack we're gonna have a good time and you know like we want to win we want to have fun but like if you guys are gonna be on our ass about every little thing it's getting annoying so we'll see
0: um are there like any funny stories to share regarding the league, or like any experiences besides from that one time that i'm aware of
3: um i have a couple funny moments from like drafting phases people like uh they always ban pango they always ban they always ban pango but never meepo even though we like pick meepo all the time and like the one game i have on pango we lost so it's like they keep banning this hero that we like never really play, and I I personally don't even play Pango that much anymore. But they keep banning it. <laughs>
1: yeah, they uh, just, like I don't know, they just like like in that last series in that first season, I was spamming like the most basic hero in the world. Like I was playing like Jakiro. It's like spit fire, shoot a stun, and then, and then they, they banned it. Ban it. They like, first phase banned Jakiro against us. We're like, oh crap! Well, what do we do? And then we
0: lost. <laughs> Jakira held this together. <laughs> um, what are like some of our signature heroes, and how have you found that teams try to like ban us out?
3: Um, for me, it's Pango, and probably Nature's Prophet after that. And then recently, I've been playing more Magnus, basically Magnus almost every game. Um, outside of that, probably just those three heroes for me.
2: For me, my best hero is definitely Lone Druid and there's lots of Lone Druid banning that goes on in the league when they play against us. But I usually pick last or second last so I get the opportunity to play lo- lots of heroes. Whatever is best for the game, I'm able to play it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny because like we have like these really weird cheese picks. So these teams have to decide. They're like, Because in the first drafting phase, you have two bans, like, before you start picking heroes. And these teams will ban, like, Pangolier, because Korns was, like, a huge Pangolier spammer. He spammed it to Immortal. Like, you gained thousands of MMR playing Pangolier. Literally just Pango. And, like, he has, like, 800 games on the hero and stuff. So they they see our dota buff, and they're like, alright, we're banning Pango. The guy who's 6k, like, we're gonna ban his, his best hero. And then they're like, okay, now we have to pick between Lone Druid and Meepo. And they're like, okay, we're scared of the Immortal Carry player who picks Lone Druid, which is like a pretty cheesy hero. And they they usually ban Lone Druid. And then we're like, let's just first pick Meepo. Like, why not? What are they going to do? And then they pick like some weird hero to counter it. And then we're like, whatever. And then they come and they use all their spells on the Meepo. And then we kill them and win the game. And he digs underground, doesn't die, and then they yeah. lose. <laughs>
0: Um, for everyone else on the team, like what are their usual picks? Um, well, besides some theory, we know he plays Meepo. Yeah,
3: yeah theory. <laughs> he likes Ta Huskar Meepo. Um, Arf really liked Gyrocopter. She that was like gyrocopter guy. All the time. Yeah, she would always just buy eggs, the ag egg shard and just rush in and just kill everybody and just solo kill everybody. And for Sam, he was always an IO enjoyer and a clockwork enjoyer, so he would kind of, like, make plays and then also be, like, a more traditional 5 and just, like, support his carry.
1: Yeah, IO was, like, the, was like the mercy of Dota. You just kind of follow someone around and heal them. But, like, nobody really plays it because it's a really strategic hero, but Sam was, like, unreal on the hero. That got banned quite a bit, too.
0: Yeah, Interesting. I didn't... You know, you think that teams would pick like bad meepo more considering that i feel like a lot of your compositions are built around like playing off theory well their thought process well, is like
2: i, I don't wanna, think so they,
3: they think they can beat it over just banning it yeah but if they ban it then they're wasting a ban on like the least popular and like the least picky yeah. girl. they kind of like a dichotomy between
2: there them. are lots of very good counters to meepo but we're actually not playing around theory theory just jumps in and everyone casts every spell on the meepo because it's a scary there's meepo there's five of them
1: there's five of them running at you. you're you like are oh, everyone don't so it. so they
2: they cast every spell on the meepo and then me and corns clean up <laughs> three's died a long time ago and we were
0: we come in to clean up um with with that in mind there are like quite a few clips and like little plays and stuff that we've seen and you guys have made like really really fun edits that we've like posted on our social media um do any of those moments like particularly stand out um to you guys at all yeah Um, there's
1: the corns montages they did (laughs) yeah i got
3: shadow play play on i just record some funny moments and some you know good plays every once in a
0: while and those are always fun to go back and look at um from like plays in like the ad2l league um was there anything that like really stuck out to you guys that you guys like like to kind of go back and look at? Um, I know there's a few that um, I know of currently, like the Corns Mars Juke or oh, that uh, was or funny, or that albino really like funny. cleaving the whole enemy team. Uh, I personally, my favorite
3: is my armlet toggle into the duel on the Mars in the river. That's personally my favorite.
1: That was what? that was silly.
3: And that Arc Warden showed up, he's just like, I'm going to get him, and dies to overwhelming odds, and then I just arm a and duel to Mars, and then TP out as four heroes wasted their time <laughs> trying to kill me, nothing happens.
2: <laughs> the- Dota's a fun game with lots of weird little interactions. So, so Some of them don't really stand out, because there's, there's always little things that happen. But there's a funny thing where one guy can ult, and he uses a portal and he can portal to any place on the map one time i was killing their base so he portals his whole team back but i took his portal and and walked away and escaped all of them (laughs)
0: um for dota as a game do you find that there's a lot of opportunity for like 1v5 for example or like 2v5 Mm -hmm. or whatever
2: not really not like, one v5 last,
0: it's pretty it's pretty
2: tough last meta not anymore after you know, the recent update super you like you have to yeah, be like,
1: really strong from early in the game to even have a chance and there's only some specific heroes that can really do it
3: like you have to be a super fed pa or like lena last patch where you just farm faster in every hero yeah. dead more damage killed buildings killed roshan you were just won the game by just picking lena yeah you were
1: just a standing turret
2: last patch lena was where you could 1v5 and then all your teammates would just buy four staffs and glimmer caves and ethereal basically anything to keep you alive they just 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 bought more
3: items to make so you don't die and then they die they'd buy Grease, vlad's offering pipe
0: they're like all right my lena needs to live and then she'll win the game um and like for that like league like do you guys have a game that was like super exciting where you like want to stand out of like your chair and like scream or like any any mm-hmm. notable uh
3: the Bears game?
0: Yeah, the the throne
1: defense is that what you're talking about.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Probably you wanna... that game. I don't do s- want... yeah. Let me see. Do you guys wanna like kinda talk us through like what happened that game? Like what's what's the story? Um I don't remember it super well.
3: I know um Cause who was i i was on night stalker theory was on queen of pain Abina, what were
1: you on you remember oh, no, i don't
3: remember oh life stealer life stealer
1: uh yeah. basically we were really behind and they came across actually it was pretty even but they came across the map to kill us and we took like this crazy fight and uh ended up killing them and then walked across the map and killed them
0: and that, that game went on for, like, a long time, didn't it? That game was, like, like almost an hour It was, 70 hour minute oh, yes. it was it, a 70-minute game. It was very <laughs> back and forth.
2: I remember the game. So they had lots of heroes that countered some of our heroes, and we had heroes that countered a bunch of theirs. So they would come across, kill all five of us. Then we'd respawn, kill all five of them. It was like that for, like, 80 minutes or something, 80, 85 minutes. 71-minute game. Or yeah. could have been longer
3: after we killed him here. Probably yeah. like a 73-minute game. Yeah, but there's a, f- a couple crucial plays. Like, there's, like, of course, in the super late game when everybody has, like, refreshers and boots of travel, it's important to, like, stop TPs. There's this one moment where there's a fight just outside of our base, and uh, we go on Sand King. He dies. He buys back immediately. He has boots of travels. And he TPs to a siege creep and forts it. Usually when you fortify a creep, it doesn't die. But since I was Night Stalker with the Shard, I was able to eat the creep, canceling his TP, and then we ended up winning the fight because they basically had to fight 4v5.
1: Yeah, they were missing their mid laner.
0: Nice. Um, Did you guys end up winning that game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And was that, like, a very, like, oh, it's finally fucking over? <laughs> it gets yeah. to a point in
3: Dota, like, 50 minutes, you're just like, all right, just give me out, I'll play another game. And then after that, you're just, in, everybody's in misery. Nobody really wants to be there. And then when it's finally over, it just feels better. It's was, long, man. You're
1: sweating your nuts off for 65 minutes, and you're like, all right.
0: Was, um, was that, like, a really important game for you guys to win um for, like, your position in the league? that was Um, early in the season this
1: season yeah it was this season it was early in the season it didn't really matter but hell bears ended up being a really strong team so um we thought that they were kind of going to be middle of the pack but they ended up being high up and they finished like second or third in the league so it felt really good to take that win off them like it kind of put a good statement out for
0: us this season yeah um and like where did you guys finish this season
1: Uh, We didn't make playoffs this season, actually. We finished, I think it was... Oh, it was the stupid tiebreakers. Oh, yeah, we weren't... We didn't play in... There were going to be
3: tiebreakers, and we were the one team that didn't play in the tiebreakers. Yeah, so basically,
1: it was like... There was five teams tied at six wins in eighth place, and the top eight teams make playoffs. But they didn't want to have one extra team, so we got cut out because we think it's because it's hide this behind the scenes and they always hate us but probably because we won the least games against other teams that were also in tiebreakers because we took a game off like two of the top teams and then we stomped two of the bottom teams so we never really played those mid-range guys it was just kind of the way it worked it was unfortunate it's too bad yeah
0: unfortunate um, ma- matchups yeah. so the last question i have for you guys here is like what is a best way that you find for beginners to get started in dota like are there any good like matches or players to watch like any resources on on, like youtube
3: uh probably a good place to start is watch bradley dragon then do the complete opposite of that
1: (laughs) Bradley dragon's like he's like a lowest mmr streamer who just does (laughs) dumb shit on stream all day it's actually quite entertaining to watch um But no, uh, the one thing that's really amazing about Dota and Valve and their client is you can go into the game, click on the watch tab, and you can watch the pros play in their pubs. Like, you can just watch their games live as they're playing it. It's a great way to really learn heroes and see what the pros are doing. But um, the most important thing for me starting to play this game was knowing someone who played the game and knows the game. Like, I had theory on my side. He taught me everything that I know. And then from there, I just kind of got better from watching content. Shout out Mason Dota 2. And, uh, you know, just playing the game. If you want to get good at this game, you have to play it.
2: Yeah, I think think the best person to watch and who I watched when I started was BSJ. He's very good, kind of describes everything slowly and easily digestible for everyone. So he's a good content creator to watch. And then also... I do highly recommend you know someone that plays the game. That that's the most helpful I think.
3: Know nobody knows somebody that's like not an asshole that plays yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who will teach you the game, not just yell at you, calling you dog shit, because you <laughs> know the game. Like somebody who's actually gonna be helpful and like actually be a friend instead of just get angry
0: all the time. And do you well, guys play I- the game like casually still?
3: Yeah, I play with some, some lower MMR people mm-hmm. every now and again,
1: just have some fun. Yeah, yeah we just yeah. hop on and we fart around on the game and just play the game for fun. So we'll be back if... in next season for sure. If we if we don't wrap a team together, they just changed all the MMR ranges and stuff, so we fit in really weird with our team. We haven't exactly decided what we're gonna do yet.
0: Are you guys all like similar MMR? Or...
1: No, uh, uh... albino and corns are very high MMR. And Sam was last season too, they're like 6k, and then me and uh, Fury are like 4-4, so we're like, we're, we're a little lower, but we still fit in well.
0: Okay, Um. so you guys are saying that if people in our community were interested in learning from some high MMR players, you guys would be down to, to get some people started? Uh, I'll
2: pass. It. I'll pass this one off to Theory. Theory loves yeah, theory. teaching new <laughs> <Yeah>. players games. <laughs> it's his yeah, favorite thing.
1: Me and Theory played a couple games with Lil Ma recently. She wanted on to come Dakota? try it. Yeah, she wanted yeah. to try the game. We were, we we're playing with her for a bit. It was fun.
0: Nice. Um, Theory's in the background right now, and he's like, he called people dog shit. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he did call us dog shit, but I like yeah. I don't know. It was on the move. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and um, how did the games with Little Mogo go? Did she, like, pick it up pretty well or struggling a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, the game's not easy to learn. Like, I, I thought she played actually pretty good. It, it takes time.
0: Um, she like, She's a... better
1: than Zodax. Bite me,
0: dude. <laughs> um, and it's like, I think Lily has played, like, a ton of League. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that point-and-click action um, kind of translate a little bit. Um, I played a fuck ton of League, but I could not, like... I don't know. I just couldn't do it. it was, the if game you was want to hard. play Dota,
1: just let us know in the team chat, man. We'll yeah. get some games in.
0: You guys will carry me?
1: Albino <laughs> will carry you. I will screw around and feed, and then blame my carry for not winning us the game. <laughs> it's a classic.
0: Well, I might have to hit you guys up for that at some point. Um, Yeah, it was pretty cool. My, I have a lot of friends in, like, my real life that play... Um, Dota, and I tell people like, yeah my friends are like four thousand, five thousand plus, uh, or like people on my org are like four, 000, five thousand plus MMR," and they're like, "Holy shit, that's really fucking high!" Like they think four thousand is already like super high, so um, it just goes to show how how good our freaking Dota Two team is. What's, what's up? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the wise words of Mason Dota Two. He's a streamer. He's like a big meme guy. He's actually quite hilarious to watch. He said. Every player that plays Dota 2 is dog shit unless you're <laughs> top 200 or a pro. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it all kind of ties to the same. I mean, the game is just, it's too hard to learn on an individual basis because the game is so team-based.
0: Cool. Um, and so I think we're about our 50-minute mark here, so we're going to wrap up. Uh, but before we sign off, what's to come for like the whole team here in aftermath and Dota two. Um, I know you guys said that you were going to enter the league again. Have there been any other plans? um I know we've had like a little bit of talk and trying to create some more little fun little clips and content from your guys' plays. Um, but anything else?
1: Yeah, I mean, Corn uh, says I can't remember what the program is, but the more clips you get, dude, that mag clip in the montage. Or you so blinked into the guys killing our throne. RP'd five heroes, mm-hmm. dragged five heroes into our fountain. <laughs> meteor hammered four <laughs> heroes. Like that, you just don't see that shit every and day. And we still lost. And we still lost. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we're playing with
0: Chavez He's on bristleback.
3: So yeah, we just we're
1: have playing to with leave. the Chavez bristle. Like, what can you do?
0: Um. Yeah. Any. Any. Like. Anything else to come? Any thoughts? Um, How about you? Are we just more
3: dota trying to get better every day that's about it
0: yeah and
1: we'll we'll rejoin the league as well this season's just a little weird i think our timing's a little off for the season and uh um the mmr ranges are weird so we'll see how it goes next season and we'll probably be back in there like swimwear
0: um are there has been any other leagues that you guys have like set your eyes on
1: not specifically um league of lads would be ideal but there's some really good
0: teams up there. Well, I believe. Um, and like individually, any anything else?
3: Um, I, I always thought about streaming Dota, like Ranked Dota, or like coaching sessions, or replay analysis, but it's always so much time and so much effort, and it's kind of hard to start doing that, and getting like the motivation to do that, and finding the time while doing work, and just trying to fit that into your schedule it's kind of tough but i always think about it i'm just like "Mm, should i do it it might happen we'll see
0: what you go
2: um i'm excited to play more with these guys it's gonna be lots of fun i feel like after last season it's kind of unfortunate because we had just started playing very well as a team so yeah we'll definitely get back on it i love to play the game the game is one of the best games ever so i'm gonna continue playing it for a long time it's gonna be very fun next next little bit here
1: yeah we'll get back out there and uh right now we're just gonna chill and then we'll be back into it and uh i think the next season the following season starts in june maybe july we'll be back out there
0: cool well we are going to wrap up here um, so I just wanted to thank you guys so much for uh, just coming down today, spending the hour with me, answering my questions um, and, and helping everyone get to know you guys a little bit better. Um, but we will be signing out. So for everyone listening, I make sure that you follow Aftermath Esports on all of our socials. We got Twitter, Instagram, at AME Socials. We have the YouTube channel, Afterma- Aftermath. Aftermath, Aftermath Esports. Aftermath Esports. <laughs> Aftermath. <laughs> Um, I don't like my, my oh, TikTok uh, Aftermathesports uh, and we also have our website too aftermathesports.com uh, you guys can check out our Dota 2 roster and all their fancy little little pictures um, the five players there all of their socials are linked and you can also check out our community discord uh, which we are getting started up so we'd love to have new faces uh, pop in and join these guys for some Dota 2 games um Let's go with albino. Do you want to plug your socials? Where can people follow you?
2: I am sc2albino on Twitter. That is the only social media I use. So that would be the best place to follow me.
0: Zonex?
1: Uh, FPS on Twitter. I use other things, but it's more personal. But uh, yeah, FPS on Twitter. Come follow me. I post nothing.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, Corns. how about you?
3: Uh, probably just my Twitch. It's at Skakern. And I don't use Twitter, so don't follow me there. And that's about it.
0: How do you spell uh, your Twitch? S-K-A...
3: Wait, I forgot how to it. Oh spell my name. god. <laughs> S-K-A-K-E-R-N. S-K-A-K-E-R-N.
0: Nice. Perfect. Um, I guess we can all say bye and thanks to everyone listening and watching. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks
2: for having well, us, Trunks. I so. Appreciate you, man. Yes. The Aftermath Esports podcast is hosted by Trunks and Calming, produced by Michael Harris, edited by Claudius Moore. Music by The Brian. Find us under Aftermath Esports on all socials. Thank you for listening and supporting.